Merry Christmas Eve. Good to see everybody tonight. Our theme is just welcoming, welcoming the Savior or praise to God uh, this evening. What a great little video right there. I especially like that scene where the, the shepherds are just terrified. You know, I, cannot, I, I try to put myself in that position sometimes. What would it have been like to have been out there? Same dreary job you have every night, night after night. And all of a sudden, angels show up. <laughs> I can understand why they, were, why they were terrified. Before we get started, by the way, I forgot something to the church family this morning. I wanted to say something to you. We got a Christmas card from our missionaries, missionaries directly from our church in Australia, the Carter family. So I wanted you to see that's not a very good uh, picture of it, but they did say Merry Christmas and send their love to everybody. Of course, that's James and Holly Devon. Uh, to our right. He's 17 years old now and in his senior year of high school, he's the one who will be coming back to go to college uh, in the very near future. And uh, Benjamin on the left is 14 uh, years of age this year. So, and you can just look at him. You can tell that, that Devin, Mr. Perfect, you know, never does anything wrong. And Benjamin never quite gets anything right. And uh, they're both a lot of fun. So, uh, thank you to the Carter family. We love them very much, and they've been a real big part of our life for a long time. Well, we began tonight with that responsive reading. It was kind of an interesting thing to do, but well, we were responding with words of praise, a lot of them from the book of Deuteronomy. We don't think about that, you know, the words of praise to God from the book of Deuteronomy, but, but uh, words of praise and thanks to God for his coming to us, for Emmanuel, who came to be our Savior. And then we sang Christmas carols, and I apologize, I'm a big mouth, I get off sometimes, I have to learn just to start on the second word all the time, and that way I don't blurt it out, so I apologize to Kate for, uh, for interfering, but she did such a good job tonight. We sang Christmas carols, which were mostly songs of praise to God, because Christmas celebrates the fact that God became man, Emmanuel, God with us, to know the human experience and to die on the cross for our sin. And the greatest of the celebration and praise that came uh, from, uh, on that particular night came from the angels of heaven, the presence of those shepherds uh, that I was mentioning just a while ago. Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verse 8, reads like this. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. This was very close to that little village called Bethlehem where Jesus uh, was born. And behold, verse 9 says, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. That, they were mega afraid is what that word is. Uh, one version says they were terrified, and I can just imagine the terror that they felt. Then verse 10 says, the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Some surprises are bad and some surprises are good. And this was a terrific, this was the best surprise of all. And here's what it is, verse 11. For there is born to you this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. Verse 12, and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, tied up real tightly, lying in a manger. And suddenly, verse 13 says, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying. Now, it uh, doesn't say they sang anything, but that word praising there means to extol the greatness or virtues of God. And in certain instances, it means to sing praises in honor of God. So I don't know if there's any singing or not, 
But I know they said this in verse 14, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So before we celebrate Jesus, the light of the world by lighting our candles uh, this year, uh, before we celebrate the fact that the light shined in the darkness, I thought it would be interesting to look briefly into two words that we often use as exclamations of praise. Those two words are hallelujah and hosanna. Now, interestingly, something these two words have in common is that they're both Hebrew words transliterated into the Greek language and then transliterated into the English language. What that means is you take a word from one language and you put it in the characters, the alphabet of another language. And we have a lot of foreign words uh, in our language. Uh, So we're gonna look at hallelujah first and then Hosanna, hallelujah. When you hear the word hallelujah, what do you think about? Well, first thing I thought about was Allie Brown on Sunday morning here at Milestone. She says that word a lot. That's the first thing that came to my mind, right? Yeah. And then I thought about Handel's Messiah in the Hallelujah Chorus. You know, a lot of hallelujahs in that chorus. And a lot of, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. King of kings forever and ever. Lord of lords forever and ever. Do you ever sing in a choir that sang, that's a pretty difficult thing, but a fun, a really fun and, and great song to sing. But what does it mean? And where did it come from? Hallelujah. Actually, two Hebrew words. Hallelujah. And I'm going to give you this because I think it's important. It's the second person. What's second person? That's you, right? I'm first person. You're second person. He's third person, right? It's second person. It's plural. It's imperative, that, is, that means it's like a, an order, you know, telling you to do something. Form of a, of a Hebrew word that means to exhort to praise. And so what it means is you all praise. You all praise. And then the last, the second word is Yah, which is short for Yahweh or Jehovah. And so in the Old Testament, when they used this, this, these two words, uh, it was the people were calling out to all, everybody praise Yahweh, or you all, all you other people, you be praising Yahweh. Uh, as used throughout the book of Psalms, it's a call for God's people to praise him together. In the King James Version, uh, those two words are translated, praise ye the Lord. Most other translations, it's just praise the Lord. Psalm 146, verse one, for instance, starts with praise the Lord, that's hallelujah. You don't ever get the hallelujah word uh, in the Hebrew language, even though it's Hebrew, except in Holman Bible. I was looking around at translations. The Holman Christian Standard Translation of the Bible uses the word hallelujah right here. But praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul. For most Christians, hallelujah is considered a, a joyful word of praise to God rather than an injunction to praise God. You know, like, you guys go ahead and praise the Lord. One of the great things I think about about the word hallelujah is that it calls for us to praise the personal name of God, which is Yahweh. Uh, uh, Yahweh is the almighty God, the creator of the universe. I mentioned this this morning, that one day Moses was walking across the backside of the desert and he saw this bush on fire and he had to investigate it. And he walked up to the bush and God spoke to him out of this bush 
And God said, I want you to go down to Egypt and I want you to rescue my people and bring them out of slavery. And Moses argued about that a little bit, but uh, one of the last things he says, well, look, you know, I get down there. Uh, who shall I say told me to come down here? And God said, tell them that I am sent you. I am that I am. I, am, I exist. I've always been. And that's where we get, uh, God gets his name Yahweh from, is from that word I am. And, and one thing we learned this morning, if you're around, is that Jesus identifies himself with this name of God, this, this I am name. The Greek form of hallelujah, by the way, uh, of hallelujah is found in only one chapter in the New Testament, last book of the Bible, Revelation chapter 19, four times in connection with the victories of Jesus at the end time, the fact that God wins. And I kind of like this. This is the last hallelujah in the Bible. Revelation chapter 19, verse five. Then a voice came from the throne saying, praise our God, all you his servants and those who fear him, both small and great. Verse six, and I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude as the sound of many waters and as the sound of mighty thundering saying, hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. The last hallelujah in the Bible. So what does hallelujah uh, mean? Well, it means praise Yahweh. You all praise Yahweh. And then the second word is the word Hosanna. Hosanna is another word we often hear in song, don't we? We hear, would hear it more than we would have heard in the ancient world. Once again, it's a Hebrew word or phrase. Actually, it's two words transliterated into Greek and then into English. The Hebrew phrase, this is not important, but it is Hoshia Na, Hoshia Na. And it's used in only one place in the Old Testament. Can you believe that? That's a word that we, we connect with the Bible. One place in the entire Old Testament, Psalm 118, verse 25, which says, save now, I pray. That's, that's, that's the word Hosanna. Save now, I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. New International Version translates it like this. Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. So the Hebrew phrase means save now or save us, we pray, or uh, either one of those things there. Its usage in the New Testament, however, is kind of significant. Six times in the New Testament, each time in connection with Jesus's triumphal entry. Remember, the week before the crucifixion, it's a day we call Palm Sunday today. Jesus rode a donkey into the city of Jerusalem and people took their coats off and threw them in the ground in front of him and they broke off palm branches and, and threw it on the ground. And as they entered, Matthew chapter 21 and verse nine says this, then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna, that means save us, we pray. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And by invoking this word, the crowds were recognizing Jesus as their savior, as their Messiah. And, and, and by saying in the highest, Hosanna in the highest, the crowd was invoking heaven's blessings on them and the salvation that the Messiah uh, was bringing to them. To paraphrase the crowd, they were saying something like this, save us, O our Messiah, who comes to fulfill God's mission. Save us, we beg you, as you take your rightful throne and extend heaven's salvation to us. And those, that phrase 
uh, Hosanna in the highest, I think is echoed in the words and the song of the angels in Luke 2.14 that we started with. Glory to God in the highest, throughout the heavens, throughout the universe. Hosanna, hallelujah. I'm gonna ask our guys to come down and start lighting your candles for you right now. And uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about light as we come to the close of this Christmas Eve service. We too wish to say hallelujah and raise the name of the Lord above all names. With the multitude of the ages, we cry out hallelujah for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. The Lord God who has all power rules this universe. God who wins uh, in the end. We know who wins in the end. And we want to say with the crowds on Palm Sunday, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And as we light these candles, we're reminded, I think of the verses, some verses that I read this morning. John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word is Jesus, of course. In the beginning... The word already existed. He is eternal. And the word was with God. He is God. He, he's been in relationship. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have always been in relationship because we serve a triune God at one God. And the word was with God and the word was God. The word was always God. And he was in the beginning with God, verse 2 says. Verse 3 says, all things were made through him. He's the creator. And without him, nothing was made that was made. And then we get to verse four. We didn't read this this morning. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Jesus is the sort of source of life and light to all. And the light, verse five says, shines in the darkness. The darkness did not comprehend it, or the darkness could not overcome it. Then John said this in John eight twelve. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. The light of Jesus is an eternal light. And Jesus said this in John chapter 9 and verse 5. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. But guess what? He's not physically here anymore. As long as I am in this world, he said, I am the light of the world. So what happens after that? Well, here's what Jesus himself said in Matthew's gospel, chapter five. And this is about you. This is about me. You are the light of the world. As long as Jesus was here, he was the light of the world. He is the true light. But Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill cannot be hidden. Verse 15, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. You are the light of the world. And he says in verse 16, here's what you have to do. Hold your, you're holding your light in your hand. If you went to Sunday school when you were young, you're thinking this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, right? <laughs> can't, can't get away from that one. Verse 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Here's what I want you to, I want you to leave here with two thoughts. Number one, Jesus is the light of the world. His light has shined in me 
and he wants me to let it shine to others. And here's how I do that. I do that by living my life for him so that when people look at me, they think about God and they glorify him. He is the light of the world. His light has shined in me, and now I need to let it shine to others. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you for being our light. I hate darkness. Darkness hides things. Darkness makes things seem worse. Thank you for being the light of the world. And I thank you that all we have to do to have that light is to place our faith and trust in you and you will save us eternally. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand up, please?